welcome to another episode of Disneyland Devoted. I am your host, Michelle, and as always, I appreciate you. And I truly do appreciate you. And I know that I am just a humble, small podcaster, and I love that I have some of the same people listening over and over to all my episodes, and it means the world to me that you would tune in and listen to what I have to say. And I do this for you. I am so excited to share all things Disneyland. If you could see my face, you would see it light up. I just get so excited talking about Disneyland. I hope that comes through. I hope you hear the passion that I have and how much I love Disneyland. Like, absolutely love it. So it is such a joy for me to bring this to you. And I know sometimes um, I go a few weeks between episodes, but you know, I do have a a full-time job and a family and a busy lifestyle. Um, but this is my passion. And so I try to bring new content to you as often as I can. So for those of you that are sticking out with me, I love you for that. And thank you. Those of you that are new, welcome. I hope you enjoy conversations about Disneyland. Um, Speaking of, which we're always speaking of, right? There is no new reopen date for Disneyland. Like I feel at this stage (laughs) that when it opens, it's going to be chaos. Like I think I said this a while ago that remember when Galaxy's Edge was going to open up and people just kind of stayed back and didn't necessarily go in fear of the crowds and whatnot. And I don't think that's what people expected, people being Disney um, executives or management or whatever you want to say. And they did a lot of things to prepare for uh, crowd control and managing and anticipation of like excessive crowds. And then it didn't really turn out to be quite like that. And I kind of thought Disneyland reopening might be a little bit like that, but I don't feel like that anymore. When I see the crowds that go to downtown Disney, the people like me who are thirsty and really miss a a taste, a touch, a smell, a feel of Disney, they want to experience it. And even though downtown Disney and when they opened up Buena Vista Street on DCA, that's just a small flavor, there's something magical about being on property. I, I know it. Even though I haven't gone yet during this pandemic, I I live vicariously through those people that are close by. Um, I I understand the need to go, and I I really expect that when they announce an opening day, it's going to be just chaotic, just just so crowded and so wonderful. And I will watch. Every live stream, every news broadcast I can get my hands on to watch it. Um, I don't think I'll be there for it because if it's anything like they opened up Disney World, I probably won't fit in that uh, first bucket or that first criteria, which was like people who already had reservations on property, who I think it was something like, and you know, it's been a little while, but I believe that if you had a reservation at one of the resorts, then you can, you know, book a new reservation, right? And, And before, at least at Disney World, there was some discounts 
that were offered and things like that. So I imagine those folks will get a first crack. And then they just did away with the annual pass program, but of course they're bringing in a new one, which makes sense. So I imagine people who are local or who are lucky enough to stay on property during this time frame will be the first to get on property, whenever that is. And since Disneyland hotels are already pretty expensive, I imagine it's going to be excessively expensive. So I don't think I'll be in the first round, but um, I definitely will be soaking in as much as I can through all the um, mediums that you can watch and experience it. And then as soon as I'm able, I'm getting there because I need some Disneyland in my life. I always miss Disneyland when I'm away, but I truly miss it now. So with that, the um, only other thing I want to share is I am really trying to grow this channel and my website and my patrons and all of that good stuff because um, this is important to me. And like I said already, this is my passion and I love it and I want to continue to bring content and I want to bring live content. I want to go there and I want to bring you new, fresh, exciting things. And so be on the lookout for um, some some new content added in all of the places that I've mentioned. You can check out all the links in the show notes. Everything's under Disneyland Devoted. My um, Patreon page, my website, all of that. You can search by Disneyland Devoted and you will find it. So um, enough about that. Let's get into this week's subject, which is really going to be Things I wish I would have known or done differently or things I think we made a mistake with when we were planning or actually visiting the Disneyland Resort over the years. So this would be things that as a grown-up, I was making decisions, my husband and I were deciding to try this or do that or whatever, or kind of stumbling into things, not really planning at all, and what we've learned. And so I share this with you in hopes that when you are, or if you are planning a trip to Disneyland, and this can apply to Disney World too, I mean, some of the things may be slightly different, but the concepts are still the same, that hopefully this helps you out. So let's jump right in. So the first thing that I wish I would have done differently is plan better from the beginning. Like I wish that I would have done a little research before we went like, I don't know, the first half dozen times we went as grownups, we just go and we just were, you know, we knew the rides that we liked, you know, your typical classics, our favorites or whatever, but we really didn't dig into other things and we didn't research them. We, I mean, let's be fair, YouTube wasn't really a thing back then, but we didn't do a lot of research and when we got there, we didn't really branch out And so part A of this is planning. I wish that we would have planned sooner rather than later. I wish I would have looked at menus of restaurants and found them. I wish I would have, um, I must use the word budgeted, but that's not really the right word, planned into our itinerary 
something new every time, something different. You know, stick to your classics and your favorites, but fold in some of those different things, which we did so well when we lived there. And that made it like a new experience. Like every time we went, which was a lot, we did something different. We ate somewhere different. We rode attractions that we never did before. We stopped and smelled the roses. Like we watched shorts like Disney Pixar shorts in the auditorium and we walked into shops and we went this route instead of that route. We just explored and I wish we would have done that sooner. I wish I would have planned time to to explore those things and plan those things. That's a lot of things in one so I'm just going to bullet them again. Done my research, looked at menus and attractions that we hadn't been on and special events and things like that. I wish I would have added that to the itinerary. And then I wish when we were there, I would have explored more. I would have ventured out of my comfort zone and looked at new things and rode new things sooner. So I highly, highly, highly recommend that you build time for that so that you can really see everything that the Disneyland Resort has to offer because, oh my goodness, does it have a lot. And that'll bring me to my next one. I wish we would have explored the resorts sooner. I don't necessarily mean staying on property. I don't stay on property because I lived there recently and then... For the longest time, we were like weekend warriors where we would just get there for the weekend. And I mean, I'm not going to lie, that is a little out of my price point sometimes to stay on property. Is it the best experience ever? Sure. I love to be immersed in all things Disney, but I'm also a realist and that is a pricey, pricey thing to do. But I wish we would have gone into the resorts sooner even if we weren't staying there you can still walk in the lobbies eat at the restaurants go to the gift shop sit in the lobby um like sit in the lobby and watch people you can still experience the resorts without staying there and I wish I would have done that a little sooner and really felt like I understood everything that the resorts had to offer even though I wasn't staying on property I love the resorts they're awesome Um, I wish I would have not tried to save a few dollars, um, and stayed further away from property. I wish I would have always stayed as close to property as possible. So if I wasn't going to stay on property, I wish I would have stayed closer to property every time because that money that I saved wasn't worth it on the day when it's 10 o'clock at night. I've got a toddler who's tired. My feet are on fire. We're all exhausted. And now I got to wait for a shuttle or walk a little further. That's just not, that's not enjoyable. And at that moment in time, I was kicking myself for not spending a little extra to stay on property. And the truth is when budgeting, You have to learn what those priorities are. Like some people, that's not a problem. It's not a priority to spend that extra money to be closer. For me and for us, it is. 
Um, you got to figure out what that is. But for us, that's what I wish. I wish I would have stayed closer to property to get the most out of my visits. And on that same note, I wish when I was going for the weekend that I built in some time to not be in the park. So let me give you an example. I wish we would have never done the weekend warrior like that. I wish I would have, even if I had to spread out my time to visit, like in between time, it would have been more enjoyable to go from a Friday to a Monday or a Thursday to a Tuesday and build in a non-park day in there to give our minds and body a break. If we would have like gone to Disneyland, the first thing, okay, let me back up. We arrive into the Anaheim area because we're driving. We spend the night so we don't do anything the first night. Maybe go to downtown Disney. Maybe not do anything. Get a good night's sleep, which we often did. Get up the next morning and hit Disneyland or DCA, however we're going to do it. Go home or go back to the, the hotel wherever we're staying. Do that again the next morning, but maybe only do half a day. So either... Go first thing in the morning and then don't go at night or reverse, but give ourselves half a day of rest. Best case scenario, it's a whole day of rest. You spend a day at the hotel. Maybe you go look at other things in the area. You sleep in. You just relax a little bit. And then you do this again the next day. Or if you wanted to sleep in that next day, then you go in the evening, whatever. I wish I would have built in more time between visits instead of trying to cram as much as I could in two or three days. Then it's just like your body is so tired and your mind is so tired that it's not as enjoyable as if you spread it out. So I wish I would have done that. I wish that I would have paid closer attention to the people around us when we were eating. Um, I wish I would have looked at portion sizes and um, paid attention to kind of what we were ordering. Like if I didn't already look at the menu, if I just would have paid attention to what people were ordering around us, we wasted a lot of money buying too much food. And so when I was preparing for this week's episode, I asked my husband, what are some of those mistakes you think we made? And this was like one of his biggest ones because we wasted our precious money on too much food, things that we could have split. We we threw away food or you ate more than you should have, but more times than not, even still, even though you ate more than you should, you still threw away food because you couldn't finish it all. And that was a that was expensive. Where if we just would have shared things, sampled things, um, just kind of reeled it in a little bit, that would have been a better approach. The other thing is we, you know, we thought we might be missing out or whatever. I am like it is my thing. I like to eat at Disneyland, DCA, whatever. I like to eat on property. It's part of the experience for us. It's just the way that it is. But there's ways to do it, you know, a little a little smarter than what we did, and I wish we would have not been so into having that experience that we weren't smart about it. We should have looked around and seen, okay, 
people are ordering whatever. Look at the size of that Monte Cristo that just came to the table. That is so big, you and I can share it. Or asking the waiter and wait waiter or waitress or the, the cast member who is behind the counter, like ask them if it's big enough to share. Just look around for a moment and then make decisions that way. We would have saved a lot of money. We wouldn't have wasted. And that that could have been money spent elsewhere. Um, I wish that we would have, this was another one of my husband's, is spent more time on Main Street. So there's this weird thing that happens. You get through the gates and you're in a mad dash to get to your first attractions and you like pass by Main Street 100 miles an hour. And then the next time you're in Main Street, you're usually leaving for lunch or leaving for the day and not building in time to explore Main Street. There's such great things there. There's the great moments of Mr. Lincoln, which is one of our favorites. That's just an amazing little show. There's the theater on Main Street that shows the black and white cartoons. My daughter absolutely loves those and has like her entire uh, time visiting Disneyland. Like Just taking that moment to explore those things. Going in and out of different shops, not just the souvenir shop, not just the shop that has all the special treats, but you know, whatever, the the other merchandise shops, the clothing, whatever. There's always little gems everywhere. Just walking through meandering. And as I've mentioned in other episodes, in Disneyland, it's very well could be the same in Disney World, I'm not sure, but in Disneyland, you can walk in on one end of Main Street into a store and they just feed it into each other. So if it's hot or cold or rainy or whatever, you can explore inside on one side of Main Street. You can avoid the the crowds, you can avoid the, the restrictions if there's a parade, and you can just meander through. And it's such an awesome meandering experience. So I wish we would have spent a little more time on Main Street and planned that in part of our day. So now, of course, we do. I can't say it's first thing because I'm still a kid, right? I still want to get to the attractions like right out of the gate. But what I do uh, plan for now is, okay, we want to have lunch or we have lunch reservations at this time or let's eat lunch back at the hotel. So let's leave about 45 minutes ahead of that time so we can spend some time on Main Street. And as I've mentioned before in um, my tips and tricks, if you're going to purchase something on Main Street, that's really the best time to do that is on your way out so you don't have to tote it around. Yes, I do believe they would hold some things, but you know, you have a tendency to buy something and then now you're carrying that bag or you're putting it in your stroller and then it's time to go to an attraction and you're like, what do I do with that? Um, this way, if you just kind of plan it so it's on your way out of the park, then you don't have to worry about toting that around. So more time on Main Street, more time dedicated to Main Street. And I did this once and I am going to recommend this for any huge Disneyland fan. I challenge you to walk around the entire park without getting on an attraction. Just explore it. Like if I could do that right now, if I could just get on property and walk around and never get on an attraction, I would be as happy as a pig in mud. Just let me look around. Let me take pictures. 
I just want to look at the water in the little creek area when you're walking on the bridge over to Adventureland. I want to sit down on the little in the little eating area that I love by the Mark Twain and watch that boat come by and watch the people uh, walking around getting ready to go on Big Thunder. I want to go into Galaxy's Edge and just sit on a bench and watch people. I want to take a path that I don't often go to. I want to explore every inch of that park. Like, I, my nose starts to burn. That's what happens when I get very emotional, just FYI. I want to see it all. I I want to see it again. I wish that I planned time where we didn't just run to the next thing, but actually took our time. And my husband is so good at this. He always stops and takes pictures and I'm always in a hurry. And he has the right idea like slow down, smell the roses. And so for me, how I accomplished that is I went into the park by myself and I just walked around. And that was probably one of the greatest experiences at Disneyland. I saw things that I only just walked by and I became very familiar with the little, you know, the little pathways. Um, also, they have some of the most beautiful flowers and landscaping that is just kind of, I think, expected and taken for granted. But if you really stop and look at it, I mean, I know I keep saying smell the roses, but literally look at the flowers and the way they're designed and the actual look of the landscaping and just the professional way they're manicured, but also the selections it's absolutely beautiful. Like there's so much attention to detail done everywhere in the park. And I just don't think it is appreciated. On the DCA side, it's a different kind of landscaping. I don't see a lot of flowers and grassy areas, but instead I see beautiful Um, Well, you have the boardwalk, which is gorgeous, and you have that gorgeous rock formation where the Grizzly River Run is, and so like on the side where you can get on the attraction is gorgeous, but on the other side, it's also gorgeous, and it kind of takes up a lot of the real estate, so all around that is absolutely beautiful. There's, um, you know, when you're walking through Cars Land, and when you're walking um, over on Paradise um, I'm a Paradise Pier on Pixar Pier, just all the things that are just much more, um, it feels a little more cement and um, a little more asphalt and water and stone and rocks and that kind of look and feel, but it's beautiful in its own right. Uh, the just all of that is just so beautiful and then of course when you are by the Grizzly River Run there's the redwood trees and if you go into the Redwood Redwood Creek Challenge area there's a lot of gorgeous landscaping in there it's very shaded and very nice just mm, I just wish we would have enjoyed that a little bit more a little sooner and now I'm missing it like nobody's business Um, Something else I wish that we would have done is budgeted better. So this is a tough subject, okay? So budget is relative. My budget is different than your budget. That's different than another listener's budget, right? Some people have an immense amount of money and some people have a very low budget. And I am 
a fan. I definitely am a believer that you can get to Disneyland frugally. Yes, it's still expensive. It's not like you can, you know, go you know, pack a picnic and go to the park and spend, you know, no money. But there are ways to do that better. And if you're interested in my tips on that, I have previous episodes on budgeting. But I wish we would have budgeted better. I wish we would have budgeted realistically. So the things that we ended up spending more money on than we planned was number one, food. I mean, the ticket prices, that's kind of set. You know, you go online, you figure out, okay, it's going to cost this amount of money um, per day for us to go to Disneyland. Okay, that one you get. But then there's those other expenses that you're not really sure unless you've gone several times. And food is one of those things that can get out of hand very quickly. And I wish I would have been realistic about it. When we lived there, we learned to pack things in our backpack. I'd bring like a little um, insulated lunch bag, like what you would take to work or to school. And I'd put string cheese and crackers and apples and cookies and fruit snacks and apple sauces in the pouch and just fun things like that so that when we were standing in a queue line for let's say haunted mansion we could have a snack and I've said this in previous episodes too but I would pick good snacks not lame snacks that nobody wants to eat (laughs) you know which ones I'm talking about but good snacks snacks that you want to eat that your family will get excited about they're still going to be a heck of a lot cheaper than um, what you're going to purchase there. But I still love to purchase snacks there. So I would offset that by bringing in some of our own and then purchasing others. For example, we always love to get the popcorn. We never eat it all in one sitting. I have a a wonderful refillable uh, popcorn bucket that we take that has a lid. It's absolutely perfect. We put the popcorn in there and we snack on it along the way. I've told you in previous episodes, love to get the Baby Bell cheese and the dried apple snacks over by Big Thunder. That was like such a big thing for us. We share a drink or we'd have our bottled water. And I absolutely love Bengal barbecue. We love to get the skewers. Those are priorities. What's not a priority, what doesn't have to be purchased all the time is random. I'm hungry. We walked past a cart. Let's get a churro. Let's get a turkey leg. I mean, nobody just gets that as a snack, but you know what I'm saying. It's not necessary to stop on every cart along the way. You pick your favorites and you grab those and you bring in other snacks to kind of supplement that. Um, Sit down. We always like to have one sit down meal, which is going to be pretty pricey, but we learned not that we didn't have to do it every time, maybe every other time or maybe every third time. And, And we would just snack when we were there or pick quick service or you eat a meal before you go and then you just buy snacks when you're there. There's all different kinds of ways to do it, but I wish we would have budgeted better. I wish if we were going to do the all out that we would have planned better and brought more money instead of stressing about that. I wish that I would have kind of looked at things in a big picture and really been realistic and saved a little sooner. I mean, let's be honest, that's the key to everything, right? You got to just save a little. And this is the best time to be saving, right? Because we're not going. So put a little bit of money aside. And if you remember my uh, 
darling friend Marin told us a really great tip, which was to buy every paycheck a gift card, a Disney gift card, and just let those accumulate. And then you take those in to Disneyland and you use those. And now you have this money that you budgeted a while ago to spend on food, on merchandise, on whatever. And it was just something you planned better. So thank you again, Marin, for that lovely tip. And I need to start doing that because I haven't done that. And now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm going to start doing that. Um, a couple other ones I wish I would have done better. Never, ever, 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 ever compromise on shoes that you're going to wear. Don't wear a pair of shoes for the first time that you haven't broken in yet or you will be sorry. Do not go for the cheap shoes. Be sure to wear comfortable cushioned shoes. Your feet are going to take a beating and you will be sorry if you have to go buy shoes somewhere in downtown Disney, you're going to spend a lot of money or have to leave property and go find them. Get your most comfortable shoes and take it a step further. Buy some insoles at the store before you go. Some things that make that just even that much more comfortable. You will not be sorry. Another thing that we did that I wish we would have done differently is many times uh, before we got smart about it, we didn't bring water. And so we were buying bottled water or we were we didn't even know that you could get like a cup of ice with water. We spent way too much on water, but we got smart. We got thin insulated uh, water bottles. We brought two of those in for the three of us, filled them up throughout the day. When we would sit down and eat at a quick service or something, we would get like their water, like quick service. We would ask for a, a cup of ice with water and drink the water, that water with the meal and save our bottled water for when we were standing in line or getting off of an attraction or whatever we were doing, walking around. Um, but water, 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 you get so dehydrated when you're there like there's something about the universe just sucks all the moisture out I think it's just because you're going 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 so I wish that we would have remembered or thought to have water you learn very quickly that you need to have water for sure um let's see just a couple more here I wish that there's a few attractions I wish we would not have gone on. I've mentioned some of them in our, um, when I mentioned the attractions I don't ride and why, but some of them can really ruin the day. Uh, one of them being Goofy's Sky, let me say that again, I'm so excited, Goofy's Sky School. That's not for us. That really did have some negative effects on some of us um, in the group. So I wish we wouldn't have done that. I wish we would not have, I didn't write it because I learned when I was younger, but my husband and daughter rode Star Tours, which is a simulation ride. Uh, go with your gut. If you are not comfortable with simulation rides in general or even a little bit, then Star Tours is not for you. And it can really cause problems. They rode that and then the rest of the evening was kind of ruined. They didn't, my daughter didn't feel comfortable after that. Her stomach was bothering her. She didn't want to do a lot of things because she was uncomfortable. And so I wish I would have just followed my gut, my best instinct and thought, you know what? This is probably not going to work out or it should be the last thing we do. 
so that if she is uncomfortable, she can recover. Because I guess you got to test things, right? How are you going to know? You can't do, what is it that Dory says? Well, you can't do nothing. Because if you do nothing, if you, um, if you don't let Nemo do anything, then he'll never do anything. And you can't do that, right? She has to experience it. And I probably just messed that up. But you know, if you watched Finding Nemo, she has the most perfect quote there. You have to experience things, but you can be smart about how you do it. So like I said, do it as the last attraction of the day so that if it is uncomfortable, you're going home and you won't ruin the rest of your night. I did not do that. So if you have those risky ones, maybe put them at the end of the day or before you stop for lunch or whatever. Whatever, just your last thing that you do. Um, and then lastly, I'm going to say um, my biggest one, and this is, this is without a doubt something I still make mistakes on, and I feel like I am an experienced Disneyland uh, visitor, thinking I can do it all. I can't. I cannot get it all in in one day. No matter how hard I try, I cannot do it and my body will pay for it. When I'm clocking six, seven, eight, nine miles in steps, that's a lot. There's no reason to do that. There's excitement in it, but it's exhausting. And I want to do it all. I want everyone to be able to ride everything they want to ride. And it just isn't possible in a single day. You have to spread it out. And you have to look at it as a marathon. This is not a sprint. You have to pace yourself Otherwise, it's not enjoyable. And I I know this. I know this logically and I do it way too much because I think it's not going to take as long as it does. And it takes more time than you think it's going to. Like I will plan out, okay, we're going to go to this and this and this and this and this and then we're going to do lunch. Okay, we never can get all of that done. It just doesn't work like that. You have to kind of grab those key things and some new things you want to experience. Be flexible because you're going to go over to Pirates and it's going to be closed. Okay, so now Pirates, we're going to skip Pirates and now we're going to go over here. And if you mapped it out and you know where the lay of the land is and you know next to Pirates is the Haunted Mansion, so let's go over there and Splash Mountain is right next door to that and we'll try to get one of these three and if it doesn't work, then let's you know take the train by Haunted Mansion over to Tomorrowland and let's try to get some of those things so we're being efficient in how we do it. Obviously, worst case scenario is you're at Pirates of the Caribbean, you go on that ride and someone says, huh, I want to go into Space Mountains. Now you got to walk all the way across or take the train all the way around. You go on Space Mountain and they're like, huh, I want to go on Galaxy's Edge. Okay, now you're going all the way back again. No, 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 no. You want to be efficient, but you have to be flexible and you have to know that you're not going to be able to get every single thing done in a single day or even in some cases a single weekend. You have to pace yourself and be flexible that something could be unexpectedly closed. And as I've mentioned before, you can always find what is down for refurbishment, so a planned closure on their website so you know before you go, some things will be closed, you know, spontaneously when you're there, which is a total bummer. But if you just try to accept that you're not going to get it all done in a day, you're going to have to spread it out over time. You will probably have a little less disappointment and your feet 
and your body and your mind will thank you for it. So with that, I think we'll wrap up this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, Next week, I am going to touch on my most favorite, greatest moments, experiences, memories from the Disneyland Resort over my 40 plus years that I have been going. I am now up to 46 years, so I have a lot of them, but I have narrowed them down to my absolute favorites. I might cry in next week's episode because I am a Disney sap, so prepare yourself for that. (laughs) So I do hope that you're all having a very safe and healthy week. Happy President's Day. Um, As a reminder, don't forget to check out my website, Patreon. Um, I have some uh, forum questions out on the website. Would love to interact with you. And until next time, bye.